Hello, everybody. Mike with the Love Local Podcast. Today, I am kicking off the episode we are calling Passion of the Arts. We are at Prince of Peace Lutheran Church, which is on Hicks Road in Palatine. And our very special guest is Pastor Carl Fay. And he will be talking about the upcoming multi-generational art show called Planting Hope. Planting Hope is trying to gather artistic people throughout the Northwest community suburbs that want to showcase their 2D, 3D artwork, woodworking, carving. There's a bunch of different categories for you to showcase. If you have some artistic ability and you want to show it off, this is a great way to do so. They are taking submissions for the Planting Hope art show all the way through March 31st. And the showcase will be at Prince of Peace between April 16th and the 30th. Get out and take a look at all these hidden talents people have throughout our Northwest community suburbs. So without further ado, let's get to the show. Welcome to Love Local Podcast with Mike and Jason, the podcast where we highlight the communities we work, live, and play in. Today, we are in the house of God at Prince of Peace Lutheran Church, located at 1190 North Hicks in Palatine. They are celebrating their 50 years in existence, and we are talking about their first ever multi-generational community art show, which will feature people from second grade all the way through adult artists all throughout the Northwest suburbs. You can register all the way up until the end of March. The display period will go from April 16th to the 30th with award night happening on the 16th with cash prizes. Get to see a lot of cool artwork, get to get out into the community and see that we all have to offer. Yeah, we're really excited to be here today. Uh, this this place hits close to home to me. It's uh, actually the church my family and I belong to. So uh, when I say that, I'm excited to be able to be sitting down here with the senior pastor, Carl Fay. be an understatement. Uh, he's one of the most passionate people that I ever met. Uh, he engages with his congregation and he truly believes in uh, living through the word of the Bible, but he does that in a way that is super creative. He uses art and he uses other story and tell it techniques uh, to be able to bring it out, to be able to tell a story, to really help people live the best life possible. So welcome, Carl. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Glad to have you. Excited to have you today. Honored to be here. (laughs) All right, so each week we like to feature a different local brewery. Today is no different. And we are going to highlight a beer today we thought was an obvious choice. It's Lunky Monk Brewing, which is out of Barrington and Hoffman Estates. This obvious pick today was a great beer choice, not only for their name, but also a lot of their beers have great artwork with their logos, and so they spend a lot of time crafting those, and it would go really good with this multi-generational art show that we have coming up here at Prince of Peace. And the the actual beer we're featuring, it's a seasonal beer, and it's a summer beer, which I'm hoping for warm weather as we get a little closer, but it's the Hymnal Honey Wheat Beer. It's with their summer offering, so if you get a chance, stop by and try it. It's really good. It's refreshing and unique, just like Prince of Peace and this art show will be. Yeah, our show is going to be pretty cool. I, we'll get into that in a little bit. But, Carl, uh, for those that don't know too much about Prince of Peace and you, can you tell us just a little bit about the church itself and, and a little bit about you? Yeah, absolutely. Prince of Peace has been around for 50 years here in Palatine, planted back then by missionary pastor Norbert Clyden and a group of great volunteers from among the church getting out into the community and uh, sharing good things. And so it's really grown over the years and developed, even 
to the extent of planting other churches. So we have a daughter church, partner church, uh, out in Lake in the Hills, Lakewood area, Cross Point. There's uh, just a lot that we are uh, trying to continue to do in engaging and serving the community through various uh, means. And we're all about building friendships and cultivating community where people who kind of get to know one another as acquaintances develop friendships and then become like family. And uh, that's big. That's big for us. Yeah, I, I could speak to that, man. It's my wife and I have been members here since 2011, but got married back in 2007. So we've seen the church grow. We've seen you grow. We've seen all of it. But the way the church comes together and the, the family feel that you get from it and just wanting to be able to live life with people is pretty, pretty special. What, uh, what led you to become a pastor? <laughs> oh, man. Lots of uh, lots of different factors at work. I grew up, you know, loving to create art. That was my first love, ever since I could hold a pencil or a crayon. And also grew up in the church. My mom was a church musician, so I was dragged along to her practices and things like that. And so, um, you know, church was sort of the expected thing growing up. And as I grew and developed, I discovered through some pretty wonderful invitations and wonderful leaders, uh, mentors involved in my life, that my artistic passion could actually be channeled in and through church um, as a, a gift from God for the people of God uh, and for broader community. And so um, the connection between art and faith became a really, really catalytic kind of thing that caused a pivot. Uh, in my life and led me to the seminary and led me to become a pastor and continue to love using, celebrating art in all sorts of ways. So when you got into art, what was your medium? Was it drawing? Was it painting? Was it sculpting? Or is it all of it? Yeah, uh, drawing definitely has had the most staying power for me. So I've tried all sorts of different things. I even uh, made uh, our wedding bands, mine and my wife's uh, wedding bands. Uh, you mean you like designed it or you actually made it? Like I designed it uh, and then actually cast, bought the amount of gold, melted it down, <laughs> uh, put it How into the plaster. Yeah, what is yeah. going on? Uh, and, uh, and made them. I got an anniversary coming up. Maybe I can get the hookup here from Pastor Carl. <laughs> Look what I made you, honey. Yeah. So how do you even take that endeavor on? Did you know how to do that? Or like you just trial and error? I took a jewelry class in college and so had access to all sorts of great equipment and a really fantastic uh, mentor there. So, mm-hmm. huh. And did she like it? She did. She, oh, good. she continues right. to wear it. I was going to say, so that's that, the real time. <laughs> I picked our engagement ring out of thin air, and she had never seen it. And I was like, man, you better like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she says she still likes it, and she still wears it. So I think I'm good. Dig yeah. it. It's a good place to start, right? <laughs> really, if somebody is interested in Prince of Peace, like, what is it all that you offer? Because I'm sitting in a very large gymnasium. I see there's a nursery over there. What are some of the things that you offer that maybe people who aren't used to a congregation would not know as a benefit. Yeah. We're operating in an altered state right now, as everybody yeah. is. We are really passionate, as I mentioned earlier, about these sort of deep friendships, uncommon friendships. We try to provide that not just to adults, but we have programming that connects kids and youth together. So we've got programming for uh, each of those age ranges. So beyond that, we've got a great facility that brings people together. Yeah, we're in the gym. 
uh, which is going to be transformed into the art gallery. So that's and uh, we're really passionate about serving on a lot of different fronts in the community. If you know somebody who's grieving, for instance, we've got some really incredible people leading a grief share ministry, and a lot of people from the community find comfort and hope loss here at Prince of Peace. So it's another another example of the kinds of things we do. Yeah. And I even saw a little bit about like divorce, you know, like people yeah, who are going through care. traumatic mm-hmm. things that are happening. It's probably refreshing to turn to somebody at that time and be able to talk to somebody and yeah. not everyone feels comfortable. So that's something that they can do as well. Yeah. Super creative, but also super caring church. And so a lot of people passionate here about helping people through crises and difficulties of all kinds. Yeah mentioned like community and creating friendships and relationships and as a member of the church I, I totally feel that recently we just did this eight dates day yeah um, to just touch base on that that's something in the past but it brought couples together that's been stuck in their house to be <laughs> able to really connect via zoom and different conversations off of this eight dates book it's one of the reasons why it's this place helps create relationships and creates communities because of the leadership of like programs and things like that Sure. Eight dates is a great example. I mean, and that's definitely another one of those things that like the floor dropped out underneath us in, in terms of we have a really strong small groups program here for for adults. And it's like all of a sudden we can't meet in person. Well, how do we cultivate community in these alternative ways, and especially when everybody's sort of done with Zoom? My wife and I brainstormed around the, the eight dates stuff. I brought her this idea, like, well, what if we go behind the camera, we share a little bit about our own journey and our relationship, and we invite couples into a conversa- into some key conversations with each other, and then connect more broadly in community. So we had like 30-year span of couples involved in this uh, sort of multi-generational thing, and uh, I think what I find amazing when we start to lean into the possibility of these remote connections, uh, we allow that there might be something that could happen there that's worthwhile. Uh, You can actually experience that through platforms like Zoom and the like, even if you're physically distant from other people, you can be incredibly emotionally close. And uh, what I saw in that group was like people forming connections with one another. They're going to be hanging out. As soon as the, like that's possible to... As soon as the masks come off. Yeah, right. It, it's like, I mean, I think uh, there's some dudes in there that are going to want to get together and, like, form a welding club or something. <laughs> and, uh, you know. I got to be honest, that was probably the last <laughs> thing I thought you were going to say. Yeah. They're going to form a welding club. All right. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah. so eight, eight dates, right? Yeah. So, like, what's the premise? Yeah, it's all based on uh, this book by uh, John and Julie Gottman. And so they're just relationship experts. They're, they've been studying couples for several decades and working in that you know, marriage uh, therapy kind of stuff. And so it's not an overtly spiritual resource, per se. It uh, doesn't have a particular faith bent, not a Christian-based thing. But we saw a lot of benefit in it and and adapted it for usage uh, in our context. So a lot of wisdom in there. So. And so basically you're recording or you got to go on Zoom, but you're having uncomfortable conversations with your wife, I'm assuming? <laughs> like what is the topic? Like are you yeah. talking about yeah, things yeah, yeah. that you wouldn't normally talk about? Sure. Um, I think it's 
Maybe that's something you don't normally talk about. I think for Carrie and myself, they were like really good reminders. Like it's not something we always talk about. The last chapter that we did pretty much was about dreaming and like what each other's dreams are. Yeah. Like you know, I, I look at it from my perspective, I'm very much a dreamer, but to like have that conversation with Carrie and to really understand her dreams and to be able to pull it out, like it made us stronger together, made us understand a little okay. bit more. Now I'm like, you know, it's trying to, how do we make both of our dreams work and what are our dreams together and those types of things. But to me, it just, it asks really good questions that as a couple makes you have to be vulnerable, humble, sometimes taken on the chin. <laughs> um, to, but at the end of it, you come If you need some together. counseling, Jason, we can get oh. you some. <laughs> you, 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 know? you come together closer. <laughs> I think if I had to describe my experience from it as a couple, that's where it would be at for sure. It asks okay. really good questions that are needed if you're going to have a, a successful marriage, in my opinion. Oh, great. I'm using the same resource right now as I'm working with couples preparing for marriage. Yeah. And I definitely, uh, Mike, you should check it out. Eight I dates, definitely man. should. I, it'll I, I it'll will make your marriage stronger. All right, I'm <laughs> going to check it out. We're going to update you guys in a month and see how it works. Or I'll be coming for grief counseling. Either, either one. We'll see how it goes. No, I think that's great. I mean, we, we've done... We used to go like out to dinner and we would talk about like two topics each, just like random things. Okay. And the dialogue would just go way off. I mean, like it was, you know, I would be like, oh, I want to buy this and I want to do this. And she'd be like, well, I don't want to do that. I want to go all the way here. And be like, well, we've never talked about that, you know? And I think people don't sit down and, and really ask those questions. So it probably would be very informational. So you coach a lot of people who are getting married. So how is that? changed and evolved is is it because you've gotten older and you know you have kids now and you know you're you have a successful marriage so like how has your advice to them changed over the years and are you seeing different things from couples that come in and how's that experience well certainly i trust and hope that i'm getting better at it over the years I pity the couples that worked with me early on and all these kind of <laughs> things uh, and hope they're doing good. Yeah. You're like flipping so through the book. Hold on, I got an answer. <laughs> you're, t- you're stalking them on <laughs> Facebook to see if they're still married. You're like, all right. Are you still good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of that. Yeah, I mean, same kind of uh, pivots of, of not meeting in person, but uh, really connecting remotely with a lot of couples. And that flexibility has worked really well. And I mean, I will tell you, yeah. Carl, everybody who, who meets – with a reverend or somebody, you know, before they get married, they always are very, like, scared about that meeting. Yes. So, like, every one of my friends that I talk to is like, oh, I don't, do we say this? Do we say that? Do we be honest? Are they going to judge us? So, I mean, like, how do you break those barriers in that first <laughs> conversation? Because I, f- I was very guarded. I didn't say, like, very much in my. Yeah, and that's absolutely true. <laughs> People are scared to death. And so I try, I mean, uh, as soon as we get into conversation, certainly, and they kind of hear uh, my perspective and posture toward their relationship and try to crack some jokes, I mean, the walls come down, I think, pretty quickly, and uh, we kind of get into get into the stuff. And, and certainly it's, you know, just this clear, I'm not here to judge or penalize what you have going on, regardless of what dynamics you have in your relationship. Like, I'm fundamentally here because I want you to thrive. I want your household to thrive, your marriage to thrive. I want there to be peace there uh, that you experience, that you share with your partner, that you share with your kids, that overflows into the community in which you live. 
That, that's why the, right there is why this church is special. <laughs> I, I've, and I, I grew up Catholic, so it's a different service in general. Every, like, your actions or different programs or different things that you roll out has that at the forefront. It's community, it's people, it's family, it's togetherness. Yeah. Yeah. It's how can we live the best life possible. And I, one of my favorite parts about this church is your ability, and we, I mentioned it earlier, to bring it together and to have it make sense. Honestly, say, like, it's helped myself and my wife, like, live better lives because we know you and Kendra. Like, and it's, it's, I think you'd have that impact on many people, and I'm sure people can say that as well. And I, I remember we had a, a long debate over wh- whether we were going to tell them that we live together or not. <laughs> and sure. and we um, landed on, no, we're not going to tell them. So we basically we went into that and wasn't as... It wasn't a comfortable situation for us, so we didn't feel like we could open up. So I think that's one of those things. If you're seeing these couples, it, it, you seem very personable. It seems like it's very easy to talk to. You've got to know that you've got to break those barriers down. In the totally. first, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, I th- and I always feel that Otherwise that's very— Otherwise, we're getting nowhere. Yeah, I'm not, right? And I'm not helping them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those things. I mean, I think, yeah, Jason, that's absolutely—I mean, this is this is right to the heart of— of what we're about. I mean, our name is Prince of Peace. We key in on uh, that idea of peace, which isn't just a matter of being comfortable in your life. It isn't just a matter of, like, conflict is absent. Peace is about, like, healthy body and life, healthy relationships with God and others, healthy, uh, you know, world, society, communities, healthy relationship with a planet where we're trying to live sustainably, and so we're all about, like, everything kind of flows back into sharing Christ's peace. Uh, and so uh, that's, that's our game. That's it. <laughs> Good. All right. So in terms of, like, getting into art and faith and kind of bringing it to uh, Prince of Peace, how did this idea culminate? I mean, what was the origin besides your passion? How did it become to fruition? Mm. Yeah, I think I would kind of trace it back to... I mean, when Prince Peace was searching for a discipleship pastor, they were really looking for someone who's creative. I think a lot of their past leaders have had uh, creative ways of engaging the word, creative ways of engaging the community. So they were really seeking that. And that was part of what drew me or made me feel a sense of like, yeah, this is a community where I could belong. Not just like that they would put up with my artistic <laughs> nature or something like that, but but like that it would actually speak to people. So I've just enjoyed different ways of trying that out um, over over time and uh, connecting and networking with other people in the church and beyond that are making art as well. So so I mean that's kind of part of the part of where this grew out of. Most recently, I was doing some mentoring, part of our serving in the communities. I got connected, matched with this kid who loved art, favorite subject in school. And so in our mentoring relationship, I would do all these different exercises with him on uh, trying to connect with really positive memories uh, in his life or, you know, develop a sense of voice. You know, to some extent, this art show is kind of a like an open invitation to kids like this to adults like this to utilize your voice and express some of the experiences that you've had 
especially during this pandemic time, uh, steer those toward your hope for the future, right? So yeah. planting hope is the theme for the show, and I, I think it's just so powerful to have experience in my own life, meditate on hopeful things, and to create things that are inspired by that hope, and then to actually share that with others is like, is a really wonderfully contagious kind of thing. Yeah, it definitely is. I've seen you firsthand at work, I think, inside the sermons. And I, I go back to Easter probably four years ago or so, <laughs> and I, I still remember that <laughs> Going vividly. way back. Carl, can you way tell us, do you ago? remember why you said this line five years ago? <laughs> you're, you're, you, uh, you stood in front of us, um, and you drew. Jesus, right? During yeah. that time frame, I'll let you uh, explain it here in a moment. But the way you articulate the story, not only through speaking it, but then you draw and you paint this picture. I, I could speak for my wife and myself. It's helped us become better humans because it's it really tells that story. You're not, you know, I've been to churches before where you leave there and like, oh, okay, that was great. But it didn't really correlate today with what was in the Bible always. And because you, you could bring that art in and your use of the word why you do it it's super special i think is the best way to be able to say it what that day paint it from your picture and tell the people out there like what that easter was like and what really why did you want to do that like because <laughs> that's i've never seen that beforehand a pastor seriously he was in the middle of how many people fit in the church uh, sure. a lot uh, yeah. and he's sitting there and drawing and doing your thing in front of everybody and inspiring people along the way where does that come from <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think I was trying to figure out different ways to bring the Easter story to life and make it dynamic and bursting with energy and working with Bart's director at the time. So we love to play off of each other in terms of playing the music uh, along with the storytelling and sermon uh, and using images. And so kind of came up with this concept of this unfolding image that I would paint while preaching. Uh, so in the middle of preaching, you're painting. So simultaneously, yeah, simultaneously, yeah, it's like walk and chew gum at the same time, yeah, like at yeah. another level, and I had to like drill basically into my memory, uh, where am I going with the speaking part, and <laughs> where is my body going with the painting part, and so it was just a lot of, a lot of practice that way. Mike, you're still I mean, getting I'm to know him, but I'm he's not very good at sitting still, like <laughs> he's got energy, like you think I have a lot of energy, yeah. he hurts me to shame. <laughs> I'm like envisioning, like, and this is going to sound horrible, but like, like halftime of the Bulls game, they bring out the guy who's just painting and he's twirling around the canvas, Uh and then you're like, what is he drawing? And at the end, it's you know, yeah, it's like the reveal. It was it paint going everywhere, and you just kind of (laughs) speaking, and I'm envisioning like a very rapid, yeah, process. Uh, there's a limited amount of space in front of the church. The worship arts director that I had mentioned earlier was standing behind the canvas where I was painting, and she was directing the choir at, throughout, <laughs> intermittently throughout all this. So she saw me rehearse this and went, I will come prepared. <laughs> so she actually wore a, a plastic poncho <laughs> to Easter uh, in order to not be sprayed by all my paint splatters and stuff. So Did you get um, it all over, like, so the carpet and the floor uh, and everything? There, yes, I left a mark. This is for sure. And had some very gracious people uh, kind of clean up. <laughs> Since then, uh, 
the worship area has been repainted and redone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no not related. There's no correlation. Yeah. But maybe. No correlation. Yeah, so no what did you do with that painting? Did it go somewhere? Is it like at your house, or did you give it away? Or so yeah, the, uh, we had three different uh, services on Easter where I did the same process. I also had one full completed painting in just a rehearsal setting in real time. So I have four different copies of this painting. And coming out of that time, I was like, well, what can we do to carry the message forward beyond the walls of the church in order to bless the community? And it was kind of this sense of what if we could frame the paintings, auction them off along with some other artwork, and all the proceeds uh, basically go toward uh, some cause in the community. And so I asked our director of outreach, like, yeah, what do you think would be a worthy, worthy cause to kind of direct it toward? And so she was really identifying, like, this uh, blessings in a backpack, like feeding kids who are on free and reduced uh, lunch over the weekends. Okay. Because where the gap uh, the would school be in okay. access to food through school. Uh, and so we ended up uh, investing something like $3,000 in this uh, Blessings in a Backpack uh, program by auctioning off the, the artwork in that well, way. So, so technically, you're a professional artist uh, now. There you go. Technically, yeah. yeah somebody, <laughs> <laughs> somebody paid for the art. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's somebody purchased your art. I mean, I can make <laughs> wicked stick figures, but nobody is paying for sure. my art. So. Sure. This is um, going into art, not necessarily directly hands-on within the church, but you like word art. Yeah. Uh, what drew you to word art? Because I've seen numerous pieces of yours. What drew you to that? Yeah. Well, maybe for some of our listeners, not yeah. me, of course, but some of our listeners might not know what word art is. So, yeah, so could you explain it for, it for them? Yeah. Not yeah. for me, but for them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so back in all this, I continue to make art on the side of doing uh, pastoring stuff. I, I describe it as doing art in the margins of pastoring and parenting. I'm married, I have four kids, uh, and uh, so I try to still shoehorn fit. Uh, Seems like small margins at this point. Yeah, yeah. very small. It's relatively yeah. narrow <laughs> margins to work within, but I try to maximize. But basically, from early on, I've loved depicting other human beings. I started with cartoons, caricatures of people, and then into portraits, and I pay particular attention to expressions on people, and I like to convey those and capture those in the portrait. And then, conversely, I really love good quality message and uh, good words that carry weight and meaning and inspire people. And so, uh, as I started to experiment around this, and I've done a lot of those kind of experiments over the years, kind of stumbled into what I now call word art, uh, where these portraits are actually comprised of some of the words of these people. So I've done word art portraits of Martin Luther King Jr., Amelia Earhart, okay. Mother Teresa, Freddie Mercury, you know. Desmond Tutu. Desmond there, Tutu, yeah. yeah. A ton of them by now, more than, more than two dozen of them, and uh, just over the last couple of years. And uh, this is just one of the ways that I like to unwind and experience some recreation and play, I guess. Maybe not everybody would uh, consider that uh, sort of play, uh, but I do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would so. be so frustrating <laughs> to me that it wouldn't be relaxing, <laughs> but yeah, I could see that. So what I saw, like, the Planting Hope, like, the logo, yeah. the cover, that was yours then, where it's kind of got yeah. the word in there, and it's got deep roots going, and it's... Yeah, yeah, so 
the last several years, um, I have created artwork specifically for Christmas to utilize and then to give away reproductions of it at Christmas time. And each year, kind of assigning different words to the year. So I've done uh, peace, joy, love. Last year's was home. I was about to say, yeah, what, enough, what would be 2020? Right before yeah. the pandemic. Oh, before the pandemic. Home. Okay. Interestingly enough, on the timing of all that. And then this year, in the midst of the pandemic, the word that rose to the top was hope. Uh, and so uh, what I did in that word art was, what I've done in, in each of these is display as many different world languages, interpretations or translations of that one word as I can, recognizing that uh, we live in diverse community. I want to try to keep in mind how this message is really for all people. And I want to convey that to other people as well. So, if people want to like check out your art, is there a way? Is there like a website or Instagram that? Yeah. That you're. Uh... So uh, you can find me on Instagram, RevDraw. You can look at a portfolio site, uh, which has a lot of my work on it. Artgives.life. You can also check out, uh, look at prints and other uh, kinds of things on a site called Dandy World. Uh, dandy dot world. Okay. So, which Mike Dandy World is like where we got like the be the change and love your neighbor shirt. Okay. So yeah. We did yeah. that in, in the beginning part of our branding part of it. So there's a lot of cool stuff on there for sure. A lot of it, most of it's your work, right? Like that's yep. on that site. Yep. Yeah. The majority of stuff that's <coughs> there is. So you have a good volume of work. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then yeah. been working on building that over time. Yeah. Nice. So uh, I don't want to take too far away from the, the artist piece, and I know we're going to come back to uh, the event that you guys have it co coming up, but this last year as a church, I've seen you evolve, and I've seen you grow and adapt and change and all that. What are some things that you've adapted to this year, and then what are some lessons learned going through this year? Yeah. Past year, I should say. Yeah. Huge thing. Yeah. I mean, we're at the... Should we like get that Lunky Monk beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. How much time you got? Take today? a swig or two. <laughs> so, um, oh, man. And we're right at the one-year mark, uh, right about now. And so all those things that we were freaking out and processing through, like how, and not even fully comprehending the extent to which <laughs> we would be thrown into this pandemic state, sort of new normal that... Uh, that we've been in, I think most immediately was like, oh, all of our stuff at church revolves around people physically coming to the building. Yeah. None of that will work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so scrap everything. So, so <laughs> let's try to figure out alternative ways of connecting people and communicating with people on every single front. And uh, so we had some incredible brainstorming and strategizing sessions early in that where it was just like, okay, I know you have your department areas and your passion areas and all this kind of stuff, but all of that is kind of blurred at this point. Like, this is all hands on deck. We've got to make a major pivot on short order, and we're going to figure this out because we cannot uh, let people lose connection. There, there's life at stake here, right? So, Especially uh, during this time. I mean, like yeah. in the time when it's so important to have some kind of spiritual guidance and some kind of connection to other people, Yeah, this is a time where you need to work even harder to make that connection. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So it was like short order, like how quickly can we pop up a, a live stream, right? Um, 
how quickly, you know, what, what other ways can we come up with to meaningfully uh, bring people together? So, I mean, out of that, I mean, there's been so much beauty and silver lining to emerge from that. Uh, you know, things like our Saturday uh, Worship Under the Pines, amazing kind of response to that. And very much like, oh, this is something we should keep doing. Yeah. Even after we have to, by necessity, do it. You know, live stream. There was this really generous uh, donation left by one of our members in the latter part of her life. She had experienced a period of time where she was disconnected from her church, having been like a regular here, you know, multiple times a week kind of person. Uh, because of her medical condition, she had kind of uh, fallen out of that rhythm and gotten disconnected. And through her gift, actually, we were able to instate the live stream stuff. And now it's basically serving this function of, like, people who would find themselves in her same position will not grow disconnected. They will have a continued uh, lifeline with uh, the church. And it uh, helped in a major way to keep everybody connected uh, through seasons of the of the pandemic and stuff. So those and are a couple of the big things, right? And that's exactly why people would want to leave a gift. You know what I mean? Like her legacy yeah. would be during this time, so many people can now connect and not, she doesn't have, they don't have to feel that same miss of their spirituality or getting their connection to their local congregation because yeah. she's making that possible. I mean, that's, yeah, totally. It's amazing Beautiful. to leave a mark. Beautiful like thing. Really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. So we talked about some of the creative things that Prince of Peace does. I, I happened to come across some of the sermon topics, and I, I did see Get Off Your Donkey, is the <laughs> which, which I thought was a joke. I was like, wait a second, this is part of the is church. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is going on here? Am I being punked? Um, so talk to me a little about that, because, you know, I grew up in the church. Um, this seems like a very refreshing take on things. So I don't know if you created this or just like the congregation as a whole, but how did it come to fruition? What is it about? That kind of thing. Uh, this particular series, uh, we're exploring what are Jesus' teachings on service. And uh, so, uh, you know, there's the story of the Good Samaritan and how uh, basically there's this, this guy that was uh, left for dead on the road and these two religious people pass by without helping and then this Samaritan who's like a person from the other side of the tracks actually is the one who slows down and stops and helps and and not only that but goes above and beyond in the helping and it says that he actually placed the injured man on his donkey so there's sort of this background idea that he got off his donkey in order to serve in a pretty substantial way and uh, so we thought it was particularly um, fun and uh we had a great time, <laughs> uh, my, my uh, teammate uh, Matt and I uh, coming up with all that and keying off of the, there's a book title, Get Off Your Donkey, uh, which is an interesting book about church leadership and stuff, so. I will yeah. never forget that line, <laughs> <laughs> and you can check it out on, I think it's on YouTube is where I caught it, Yeah. so I mean, yeah. you can see these, I thought it was really interesting, and uh, it's definitely will embedded in my brain, so I will remember that, cool. that night to get off your donkey and come join us at church. Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> All right, next, next, next topic, everybody. Next topic. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> I am exiting the door. I'm moving towards the door as we speak. No. So let's transition into the actual art show. Yeah. And so it's great. You know, you mentored somebody who has some artistic ability and passion. Yeah. You obviously have 
out of this world type artistic ability and passion. But how do you know that there's so many other people out there in the community and, and what, what drove you to get all these people together to showcase their art? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't completely know how many artists there are in the woodwork, but one of the things that I've seen over time is that the suburbs have a fair number of adults. I've talked to even in our church where essentially they have this uh, kind of passion area that isn't a livelihood that they were really into at one point in their lives and kind of it went by the wayside as a corporate career and the demands of all that uh, kind of came into focus and life happened, right? And so uh, in a sense, this is like the open invitation to like reconnect with an area of passion maybe has gone by the wayside in terms of as, as life's unfolded. So uh, that's, really, uh, that's really a lot of what I'm supposing uh, will take place through the show. Uh, we've tried to communicate out with all sorts of uh, schools and directly toward art teachers in the northwest suburbs at every level and uh, both private and public school. Tried to communicate out through uh, community organizations and the like, uh, as well as on social media, uh, just putting things out there uh, to, to invite people in, right? W what will be taken? Yeah. Like, does it have to be paintings? Does it have to be drawings? Does yeah, it have to be sculpture? Can I make wedding bands and display them? I mean, <laughs> like, what is the, yeah, you know, yeah, what yeah. can I bring? All sorts of things, right? General categories, two-dimensional, three-dimensional art, uh, kind of specific uh, subject areas around two-dimensional media and we have photography all the specific could i like <laughs> like woodworking like carving yeah if you want to bring I mean, like in anything. woodworking carving okay. you certainly can do that as well you know jason i've known you years for years i have no idea if you have any artistic ability do you have any talents <laughs> No, no, I don't know it, not artistic. No. <laughs> Neither do I. I can't sing. Yeah. I can't dance. I, I can't draw. I see him draw, and I'm like, yeah, I'm uh, kind of yeah. stick guy. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you, I think it skipped a generation. My daughters are on YouTube all the time, ah. and they're learning how to draw. There you go. And they're actually pretty impressive. Like dig they're it. decent. Yeah. Dig it, dig it. Awesome. Yeah, I pulled up the actual um, uh, event on our website. So. Uh, the actual categories that we have for uh, <laughs> <laughs> for submissions: uh, 2D fine art mixed media, 2D photography, 2D textiles. So if you've got like crocheting or uh, quilting kind okay. of things or that things of that nature, also then 3D ceramic, jewelry or sculpture, 3D mixed media. So if you got kids who are making amazing Lego creations. Bring them on by. Like okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's art. That's a 3D. Indeed. Right now, the Legos at our house are just on the floor where I step on. <laughs> so there's, there's no sure. art piece there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag dad problems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Arl, I will tell you, I'm very glad that I had the chance to sit down with you, get to know you. I think there's a lot of people in our community who could benefit from knowing not only you, but knowing Prince of Peace and coming out and checking out at least the art show, get a little bit of exposure to the stuff you're doing in the community. So if people do want to participate in the Planting Hope multi-generational art show, how could they get a hold of you guys? How could they register, the dates, things like that? Uh, the website is pop.church forward slash art show. There you'll find all the information about the show and uh, the ability to register. It's also got contact uh, information, contact Sharon about uh, questions uh, right there on the, on the forum. 
And uh, the registration deadline is March 31st. That's also when we're looking to have you not only register online, but physically bring the artwork in uh, by that time. And then the display later on in the latter half of the month. Yeah. And I did see you're on Facebook, uh, Pop LC, if you wanted to hit that up. Yeah. Or YouTube, Pop Tech Arts. Yes, indeed. Pop Tech Arts, you can check out Get Off Your Donkey and other interesting peacemakers. It's worth it. It's worth it. I'm telling you. Carl, we had a blast today. It's fun talking to you as always. So thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. For those that are out there that whether you're looking for an art show or you're looking to be able to come to a place where it's about taking care of each other and supporting each other and good relationships and community all with at the forefront of the word of Christ. Uh, you got to check out Prince of Peace here in Palatine. It's really a, it's a special place. And in my opinion, I think it's just on the verge of doing uh, even more and more special things within our community. But thank you, Carl. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for having me, guys. For Mike and Jason, thanks for listening to Love Local today. Hope you like the show and be sure to check out the Planting Hope Art Show and the Prince of Peace Lutheran Church here in Palatine. Every community is made up of unique and interesting people. Carl is just another example of just that. So until next time, support local, love local, and we are all stronger together. Peace out, friends.